the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Are you sick of seeing your app users go away after you tried so hard to acquire them? Well, there is a solution in app stories and storyleaf.io can help you with just this. You can bring mobile native story formats to your app in only 15 minutes. Increase your app engagement and user retention. Learn more by going to storyleaf.io. That once again is storyleaf.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. What is up, App Nation? It is your boy, Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, coming to you with your weekly Friday YouTube live stream where we put on a master class, and today we're going to talk all about content marketing. How do you use content, long-form content, in a way, to drive downloads and app subscribers? A couple of weeks ago, we did a YouTube live stream with Thomas Petit. I think that's his last name. Sorry, Thomas. But we talked about how do you use web traffic, and we broke down how kind of Blinkist and Fabulous were doing this. Noom was doing this as well. But today, I was like, let me bring back the person that was running it and really break it down for you guys. What types of content works the best? What are the tricks that you can do within your blog post to really drive those app subscribers? Because you want those, right? That's the end goal. So joining with me today is Sandra Wu. She has over five years of experience establishing content marketing as a major growth channel for companies. Currently, she's the director of growth at Himalaya. You got to check them out and I'm going to put up their website as well. But they give you short, actionable audio courses with some amazing, I'm looking at it right here, with some amazing, amazing people. Seth Godin, I see. So we're going to pull that up. I see Grant Cardone. So really short audio format that you can digest and really learn from the greatest of the greats in the business world. And prior to that, she led paid content marketing team at Blinkist, an app that she saw grow more to 14 million downloads. All right, Sandra, how'd I do? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Very happy to be here. Let's say hi to a few people before we get started. We got Solanto Apps. How's it going? Antonio, tuning in from... I think that's Netherlands. NL, what do you think? Huh, interesting, yeah. James? Yeah. He's looking forward to it. Joe's here, week in, week out. Love it. Yash, Rudy. Rudy, I know. Ready when you are. I know. I apologize. I was in the wrong <laughs> studio. We're trying this new platform. All right, I apologize. Matthew, he's like, what's content marketing? Sandra, let's break it down for them. What, what is content, content marketing? What is that? Yeah, it's interesting because I think um, it means so many things to so many different people. Um, and I think it really depends on who you're talking to, but um, I think the traditional sense of content marketing just basically means like whatever uh, you can do with like with articles, like or you know even like what, what we're doing now with uh, 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 like a YouTube yeah. YouTube channel. That's also content marketing. But uh, what I specialize in is paid content marketing, so it's slightly different. 
which is basically um, so using content marketing in advertising. So so this means like I'm not really like I don't write articles for SEO, uh, nor do I do it for um, getting followers on any social media channels. But I use content marketing as a funnel for any channel you can think of, like Facebook, Google. Uh, I think some people here might know me from my talks on Albert and Tabula, uh, which are channels that I'm most familiar with. Um, but yeah, it, it's really not too different from your typical ad flow, which is just uh, you click on the ad and you go to the app store. But um, in the case of content marketing or more like paid content marketing, you go through an article or a landing page instead. We'll break down some examples for you guys as well. Yeah. So we'll do that. But good question, Matthew. It is just using blog posts, content, landing pages in particular, I know. And I'll, I'll link up an article in the comments about Sandra's blog post that really breaks down that we're going to go through as well. All right. Let's say hi. App mates. Okay. Close to App Masters. Very close. App mates. How's it going? Gladius. Julio. Good to see you. Adrian, what's up? This sounds very interesting. I am very interested. I actually think there's a lot that we can do here. Adrian, I think there's a lot that you can learn. He's got a sort of like a meditation app too. All right. And then app mates get to see you live from Germany. All right, Robert. Yes, Netherlands. So I was right. Hello from Texas. James from Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, Canada. Got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sandra's out in Toronto as well. All right. So if you guys want to learn more about Himalaya right here, it is the website. So it's kind of like you, you're, you're in this like audio world because you come from Blinkist. Now you're at Himalaya and they kind of do like, I don't know, you tell me, they kind of do similar things. It's like audio, short audio clips and learn from the best. But you guys got exclusive content, I'm assuming, right? Uh, well, so I think some of it is also licensed. Um, but you're right. It, it, like This is a space that I'm quite passionate about. Um, yeah, I think it's less about it's less the audio part that uh, attracted me to Himalaya, but more the education part, the education yeah. or like self improvement part. Yeah, um, totally. yeah, yeah. I think it's it just uh, I feel like uh, it makes a lot of sense for people nowadays when we don't have a lot of time, but we still want to uh, learn every day. So, yeah, this is uh, it, it, yeah. I think both Blinkist and Himalaya belong in in that sphere more or less. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's break it down. Sandra, I've got this slide for us. So let me hit presentation. And I'm gonna do this real quick. All right, let's let's start with this. So let's break it down for you for Matthew who is talking about, hey, what is content marketing? Let's let's break it down for him right here. Sure. Actually, I think that this was something I put together maybe even five years ago, because you can see that the phone is probably like <laughs> That's an true, iPhone though. 8 or like, I don't I'm not an iPhone user and, and neither are you but like this is a, a very old um uh, thing but yeah so like what I was uh, mentioning earlier is that um it, it is I'm specifically just talking about the flow in terms of uh where it goes when you click on the ad and uh, there are three screens here the first one is actually an ad on um Business Insider so as for those of you who are not familiar with Albert and Tabula uh, they're basically, they work with all the major news websites in the world. Actually, like not even just news websites anymore, but like sometimes like just any kind of website with a lot of traffic and they buy up the placements underneath articles. So I think if you've, if you've read an article, uh, like anytime, like I think for sure you would have had, you would have seen their ads. So it appears at the end of the article 
And uh, in very fine text, we'll say that it's like powered by um, by Albrainer Tabula, uh, and it's like pay sponsorships. Um, so this is like this is the kind of platform that I specialize in. Um, and over here, you can see an ad from us. Oh, when I say us, I mean Blinkist, um, uh, where it, it, it's not really advertising the app straight away, but it's got an article that says the reading habits of highly successful people. And you click on that and you can read uh, this article about, well, basically it's like, it, it actually doesn't sell the app right away. So it goes into details about how reading is actually the key to success, according to Charlie Munger, who's the who's a Warren Buffett's partner. Um, and yeah, and like it, it basically talks about how he thinks that you don't really necessarily have to be the smartest person, um, nor um, or nor like blessed in any 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 way, but you just have to work really hard. And uh, reading a lot is actually the key to that. And actually, Blinkist doesn't really appear until the last paragraph of this article. Um, yeah, and actually, like for some reason, you know, like this actually works really well because instead of just putting your app up front and saying like, please download us, we're, uh, we're doing this or that, you're attracting people in with a different angle. That's a little bit more broad because like the people who would click on this article might not click on an, an, on one of your ads on Facebook, uh, but you're, you're getting, you're casting like a wider net. So you're getting more people interested. And then um, if you're, if the content's really good, they'll read the whole article. Um, and you can basically make that transition. Then it's like, okay, if you really believe in this concept, this is exactly what we can do for you. Uh, so please check us out in the, in the app store. And then from that point on, it's basically the same as in as a normal uh, direct to app store app. A d direct to app store ad. <laughs> yeah. Steve, I think you're on mute. I was doing some stuff. Yeah, to answer Matthew's point, it is using paid content, whether it's Facebook, and Sandra's going to break this down. We are talking Blinkist a lot because this is what she was doing. Sandra, are you doing similar things at Himalayan now too? No, no. I actually am trying yeah. to diversify a little bit because like, I've, I've been known for the longest time as the Outbrain Tabula lady or content marketing yeah. specialist, but I'm more well-rounded <laughs> now, so I do a, a bit of uh, everything at Himalaya. Okay. All right. Well, I'd love to learn what's working for you guys from that end. But it is what to break to break it down for Matthew. It is using these like blog form content. And as Sandra said, look, I'm not writing this for SEO. I'm writing this to get more app subscribers. And so, Sandra, when one of the questions I really wanted to ask you was, how do you figure out what type of content do you like is going to work well for paid content promotion? Um, so I think uh, the ideation here is very different to what you would normally do for a, a, like a Facebook or a Google campaign, um, mainly because like you're kind of thinking, you're kind of going back to the beginning. It's like, okay, first of all, let's think about what is the mission of the whole product? Um, why did this exist in the first place? Um, and then you're thinking about, okay, like, okay, so we're addressing these pain points. Then maybe we can even just, you know, make the focus about that instead of talking about how uh, this app has what you need to do A, B, or C. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to just like being a really good salesperson in a way. Um, so just like understanding why the app exists, um, who you're serving, uh, what your strongest uh, competitive advantages are. Um, and I think like this is easier when you're at a smaller company. I remember like, uh, so I, I did this for both AFIT and um, and Blinkist and the CEO was always just like no more than like, I don't know, like an elbow's length away from me. So, you know, you can, you can really get in touch with the people who created the product in the first place. 
uh, and once you understand that, just it's like really just like making some notes. Like, okay, so everything they told me is very, very interesting. How can they? How can I do the product justice by putting that down in words and then you know, coming up with some angles around that? Yeah, but actually, like I, I, I have to credit um, uh, Holger, the CEO of um, Blinkist, for this idea about um, the reading habits of highly successful people, because he was oh, like, like, he was like, this is how I feel. Like, can you can you do something about this? Yeah, I like that. And I, I like the, you know, out of all these, I don't know if you have an insight on which articles perform the best. Like, uh, do you do you suggest those start starting out? Like, think about your core audience, what they might be interested, or should we just lead with meet the app that revolutionized now over 14 million people, but like book reading for 3 million people. I love the social proof angle. Like, do you suggest maybe even starting off with this? Because this seems like something that anybody can do in the audience right now. Yeah, I would say that would be the easiest. Um, I think it really depends on, actually, I think it really, I would say like the the uh, environment's a little bit different now, but mm. I got into this quite a while ago. Like I would say I started doing this uh, maybe even six years ago when um, with this kind of placement, it, it's not, they're not so salesy. Like you really had to write some sort of editorial content. And back then, it was just like, okay, it, w- it would have been pretty tacky if we just opened with, okay, like, please download our app. Um, I mean, like, it's, it's not what it says, but like, back then, it was like, you really had to come up with editorial content. And that worked really well for us. And I think the first article actually still is working. It's still one right. of the best uh, performers at Blinkist. I mean, I haven't been there for a whole year, but I, I don't believe yeah. that. <laughs> it, it's, it's died. It's like an evergreen piece, really. Um, but it's much harder to get that angle right, because... Um, you would have to find something that kind of resonate with people that isn't salesy, but somehow sneak in uh, your product as well. But uh, I would say like, I think uh, these four articles here is what jumpstarted the the entire Blinkist portfolio. But later on, I think the content became a a lot more salesy because we we evolved as um, the whole environment of that placement has evolved as, as well. So like everyone else started doing more salesy content. Uh, and we were able to do that as well. But I remember at one point it was like they didn't even accept uh, any anything other than articles. So you had to write articles. But then it's like okay, landing pages are okay as well. Uh, okay. I don't know if you've if, I don't know if you've engaged with these uh, ads before. But um, it, right, nowadays it could be anything. But back then it was yeah. like just articles. You could only submit articles. Oh, interesting. Is that just an outbrain or is that Facebook too? Um, no, I'm yeah, I'm I'm thinking specifically just outbrain and Tabula. It used to be. Okay. Just articles on Facebook, you could do anything, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, my experience with Facebook, the thing is, like, I'm I'm quite old fashioned in that sense. Yeah. Um, I have always because I w- I grew up in uh, because I learned my trade in this environment where it's like articles only. Uh, mm. I'm good at I'm good at articles, so uh, that's always what's worked best for me. But yeah. for a lot of other companies, like if they just have a, a really cool landing page, that works as well. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't ignore that strategy, but for me, it's like I I do best when I'm working with an article. Well, I love, and I'll break it down. And I know you know I come from the content marketing world too. None of the paid stuff, actually, but like anything with numbers, right? Like that always performs well, and that's why you see our YouTube channel type of stuff where it's like you know four x revenue with just fifteen downloads. That's that was a the YouTube live stream we did last week. So anything with numbers, which you're using right here, with 100 books in a month, 3 million people, literally did social proof, listicle type of content works really well too. And then habit stuff, obviously for your core audience, it is habit stuff. 
too. And we broke it down. I mean, Blinkist these days, a couple of weeks ago with Thomas, they're using like Oprah's favorite books or something like that. So it is a strategy that Blinkist is still using to this day. But yeah. Okay. Let me get into some of the questions that the audience had. I think AppMates has a good question, but these paid articles, aren't they very expensive, Sandra? Uh, expensive as in to write or? I think to promote. to promote. No, not at all, actually. I would oh, really? say, um, yeah, so like, uh, let's take a channel that everyone's familiar with, because I think, I'm not sure if people really know Albrain and Taboola, but um, so you've got, okay, you've got all the apps advertising on Facebook, right? And everyone's doing uh, uh, basically like mobile app install campaigns where it goes directly to the app store. And that gets really expensive, especially nowadays, like, because like November, it's the most expensive month of the whole year. Uh, and every single app is doing this. Um, whereas if you're doing an article, you can Sandra, did I lose you? All right, let's see if we can get her back from that. While I wait for her, let me see if I can get some questions answered for you guys. How about Jibihar asks, how about Google Play's upcoming meta data policy? Please tell us about that after the new Peloton. Please tell us about that. After the new metadata policy, we do have to do ASO differently, right? Okay, yes, you do. So we actually can talk about this Jiva Ha, and I'll show my screen real quick as we wait for Sandra. But here it is, right? For those who aren't familiar, Google Play is changing their metadata policy. So meaning that you can no longer have 50 characters in your app title, you're gonna have to go down to 30, and then your short description, fortunately it's not showing up here, but your short description, still 80 characters actually and but the main things are the the title is the big difference and so you can still put 50 up there what happened with apple when they made this switch was the first 30 characters were only being an index so just be careful with that i think in terms of changing not much of the metadata policies are changing like you can't use the word free anymore it's, it's similar to what apple already polices i guess but you can't use the word free anymore. Your app icon, you know, a very popular thing was to use free, year, things like that. You can't be able to do that anymore. So read through the whole policy itself. But I think in terms of the biggest change, it is the app title shortening from 50 to 30. So you might not be able to squeeze everything anymore. One of the things that we are testing on our end, and I'm seeing like, it's very early results, but I'm seeing pretty good results with this. We're trying it with more and more clients is having a YouTube video, right? On iOS, video has a mixed result. Sometimes it can improve conversions. Sometimes it can actually hurt conversions. So what we've been trying to do with YouTube, with Google Play is that to have a video, it has to be on YouTube, right? So I've been optimizing YouTube videos well, because I understand a little bit, I'm not an expert on YouTube videos, but I understand a little bit on how to get things ranked on YouTube, keywords ranked. And so I've been optimizing for that, not to say for YouTube growth, but having the right keywords that we're targeting in those YouTube videos within the tags, the description, the, and primarily the title. So all the basics that you might know from ASO onto the YouTube video. And I'm starting to see pretty decent impact on that. And so we're gonna create a video on how to do keyword research for YouTube and what tool I particularly use 
or that. Did I answer your question, Jibahar? Let me know. All right. And James is here. It's only because I'm doing it. Okay. And then Matthew, let me see if I can get Sandra back. Let's, uh, she, her internet might have just gone away. Matthew said, I've tried something like this with Facebook posts, but I never know what to post. Yeah, Matthew, I think, you know, with your stuff, think about like what the pain points of your customers are, right? I think that's what I would be focused on is what are the big pain points that my customers are doing? And so one of the things is for you, right? Like one of the things that works well for me, it could be like, five of my favorite app marketing strategies. Now I'm trying to rank for app marketing, all that stuff, but things that work really well, like five deadly mistakes. Mistakes always do well. So for yours, which is a silver gold appraisal type of app, you know, like five XX, it could be five, it could be seven, it could be 11. Those are good numbers to use, but whatever, five mistakes, deadly mistakes that you can make while appraising silver or gold. And then as Sandra was saying before her internet went out is you post that and you boost it, right? Like you run that as an ad, that article to the target audience you're trying to reach. And we'll go into some of the details if she can't rejoin. I have the presentation already, but essentially she, she will break down how to make that blog post into something that actually will lead to customers and app downloads, right? And some of the things that you have to do for that. All right, she's back. She's back. Woohoo. Uh, cool. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, not ideal, but I've done this too before. I was like, the internet is out. I got to join from my phone. My computer completely crashed and it's not going to work. What happened on your end? I'm not sure. I think they're doing construction outside, so it could be that our internet's just not working. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I hope this, this is fine. Um, I'm sorry about that. Um, no. where do we leave off? <laughs> so we, we, the, 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 when we led off was app mates asked, are these articles, are they very expensive? And you're kind of saying, let's break down people, the channels that people are used to. They're actually not that expensive. So maybe you want, I don't know if you want to just restart that end. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, it's actually cheaper for you to, to do this just because most apps out there are not doing it. Mm. Um, and you can, you can bypass this, uh, really you know, expensive you know, seasonality uh, in Q4 if you do this. And, you know, one of the things we broke down with Thomas is, and this is why I got so excited, and I think I reached out to you right after that, was it's sometimes, and it's not always the case, but sometimes, and I don't know if you've seen this on your end, the web traffic outperforms just the app store traffic. And so I talked to a couple of different people on the podcast and they're like, yeah, I, I just send them to the web because they can get all the information that they might need to make a decision versus just an app store presence where they just get a couple of different screenshots. Nobody wants to read the description, right? And sometimes the description is not really good. Whereas you come to a website, right? And you're like, hey, look at this, Warren Buffett. Oh my God, that's so crazy. And you get so much more information versus I can pull up the Himalaya app store but like what you might be if be able to show on just the app store presence alone so yeah i, I think actually i would say like there's definitely okay some companies are able to make it work for example 
Babbel, um, I think uh, they're definitely known for their content marketing. Um, their Webflow actually works much better than their App Store flow. Um, but I think I also know quite a few apps who have been trying to move to this flow. Um, well, they're thinking, okay, like I, I don't really want to pay 30% commission to Apple or Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we just move everything to web? And they have tried and they've not succeeded. Um, I think it, yeah, like it really depends on, I mean, and the thing is like, it's not that they're not, not trying hard. <laughs> they're, they're doing yeah, everything yeah. they can. It's like, it's like you, you got an app store that, um, it works really well. That gets, uh, you got app, app listing that gets featured all the time. Um, and it, it is very good. How can you replicate that for web? And I think sometimes like you just you're just not able to do it. I don't know a lot of apps who have success who have successfully switched over from the app store flow to web. Um, yeah, but like I think there's definitely like good things and bad things about using the web flow. You do want to have um, you don't want to drive people. To, you do want to drive people to the app store. So your listing will get a lot of traffic, yeah. um, and then you're more likely to be featured, and then like you get a lot more organic traffic that way. Um, yeah, but like, I think like uh, with the the webflow, if you can make it work, that's great. You're probably like one of one of like I don't know very few apps who are able to make the webflow work. Yeah. But like, well, what I, mean, I the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, I, I was no, gonna no, say please, like <laughs> um, the the flow that I was I showed you earlier that's not a pure web flow because you send people to the web and then off to the app store um and that's actually like it's kind of like it's the it's the app store flow but longer (laughs) in a way uh but that works sometimes that works better because uh instead of just like sending people to the app store after showing them like a a 30 second video or like just 300 characters uh you're explaining exactly what you do so by the time they arrive into the app store they're just like I already know everything I need to know here, uh, but like these visuals are great. I can, I can see how the app works. Um, I'm, I'm sold even more. Um, yeah, but like, I think like what I, what I have success with is not a pure web flow in that sense. Got it. Are the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about too, are there certain type of apps that work better for this paid content marketing channel? Oh yeah, for sure. I think, um, so, uh, there are apps that are really easy to explain. So a language learning app, a fitness one, or you know a meditation one. Um, it's very clear from the the very beginning. It's like okay, you don't really need to explain it anymore. But uh, if you're like the first of your kind, um, you could really benefit from from just get, having some extra context. So it's funny that it, I think you're. It seems like you're quite familiar with Blinkist, but uh, when we first started marketing it, um, no one had. Like it's not even a thing to to like yes. to yeah like I think back then it was like people didn't no, quite understand it. it. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like we had such a like a big problem in just explaining what it is. Um, because I remember initially like, we had this tagline called "Ever read four books a day," and that was like kind of just it was mostly attracting bookworms in a way. And uh, like these are people who's like, oh my god, I would love to read more books. Let me let me check this out. And then when they find out exactly what Blinkist is, like this is cheating. I hate this <laughs> app. And then like like you will get such big backlash. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, like through content marketing, we're just like, okay, let's just take a step back because we're not. This is not our our target market. Um, and uh, I think then it started taking on this uh, self improvement angle. It's, it's not really about reading at all. It's more about um, just getting knowledge out of this. Um, so I think we definitely benefited from having an extra article 
to explain exactly why we existed so we wouldn't piss off these people who just who were like <laughs> the diehard uh, bookworms. And actually, like I would say, like uh, when I was at AFIT, this is actually where I know Thomas from because we used to sit side by side. Um, and he, like he, I guess like he was uh, he taught me uh, the first things I knew about uh, about performance marketing. Um, but I, I remember back then. Uh, for those who uh, those of you don't, who don't know AFIT, AFIT is basically an app that does very short workouts. These like high intensity, in, high in, intensity interval training workouts. Uh, but uh, yeah, like six years ago when we first started doing this, it was kind of it was kind of a new idea, I would say. Um, and back then, people didn't really believe in these really short workouts. It's like, okay, what can you do in ten minutes, really? Um, yeah, I and <laughs> I mean, I think now, like I, I, now, it's like kind of okay, like no seven minute workout. That's like something uh, yeah. that a lot of people use. But uh, back then, it was like, uh, like you know, it seems like a scam in a way. But like because we were able to kind of write an article about it. We explain exactly why these short workouts were so efficient, uh, and I, I think like we managed to kind of like add an extra angle to that. It's like okay, because it's so efficient, that means you don't have to be uh, a, like a, a gym junkie to actually be fit. You can you can do these workouts once a day, um, and that's gonna actually give you some results. And if you're not a a, a gym goer, because a lot of people hate going to the gym, this is a very good option for you. And I think uh, that actually, like, that angle took off really well for AFIT. Well, one of the things I've been talking about, too, Sandra, is that longer pricing pages are outperforming just, like, the one-pager. And I know this from, and you might be familiar with this as well, because on the web, like, if you're selling any digital type of courses, then it is, it outperforms. Because you can see, like, as as I'm going through, like, even Himalaya, let's use that because it's where you're at right now. But, like, you can see so many different, comparisons right and you can people want to read when they're about to subscribe or get, sign up for an app they want to see all this information and so back to sandra's point it is worth testing because we yeah there are some clients that we work with they're like no our web traffic really sucks at conversion and there's some clients where it's like no our web traffic like really outperforms our app traffic and so it's worth testing on your end but it might be a cheaper way for you to get some of your content out there Versus just solely relying on the app store. And I don't think anyone, I don't know unless you're familiar with this, Sandra, but I don't think anyone has made a real big shift to just being like, oh, we're going to do content only and not these app install ads anymore. I think it's just a marketing mix. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely good to have both. Yeah. Um, although I would say like, I wouldn't recommend it for every single app starting out um, just because it's so much harder to get right. Um yeah. Yeah, and I, like a lot of people ask me, it's like, uh, could you help us get um, content marketing off the ground? I'm just like, yeah, sure. But like, are you ready? How much are you spending on Facebook? Have you exhausted these uh, more conventional channels? And if they say, oh, like, yeah, we, no, we're we not really doing too much um, pay marketing, it's like, uh, then it, it's not your, it shouldn't be your first priority. Got it. That's a great point. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Uh, I know we're short, getting short on time. So let's break down. What I really want to break down is this piece. Cause as you write an article, hold on one second. I want to set this up as you write an article, there are certain things that you should do within this article. So one, obviously get it right. But two, I'm trying to pull it up real. How do I go full screen on this? Go left. No. All right. Forget it. We'll go full screen. 
technology fails us, Sandra, every single day. Yeah, All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah. All right, so Not Sandra, our date. here, let me tee this up because I want to make sure we clip this mm-hmm. as a future. So as you think about as you think about content marketing and trying to make it work, one, make sure you have the right content. We broke that down a little bit. And then two, make sure you have these three tips that Sandra is going to really break down for us within the blog post. So you get people, you write a good article, people are really engaged with it. What are things that you must have within this article to make sure that they actually become app subscribers and app users? All right, Sandra. So number one. Yes. So I think I have a pretty good example uh, after this. If you could show it. Yeah. So use title to set expectations and then send. Uh, yes, and then exactly. Yes. So so what this means is um, I think when you're doing content marketing, everything is about setting expectations. Actually, not even just in content marketing, just in marketing in general. Um, it's okay to be really salesy as long as you make your intentions clear from the very beginning. Mm. Um, so I have an example here. Uh, this is actually, a, I think, an experiment we did at Blinkist where, um, you know, like, we're thinking, okay, like, what kind of articles can we write? And we thought about this article where it's like, okay, like, let's just get three of our colleagues um, to use our app for 15 minutes and see what they learn. Uh, and this is, like, really cool and all, but we don't make it clear from the beginning that we're actually trying to sell something. And I think that's what usually what, pe- what pisses people off. It's like, you know, I came in here to... Um, you know, because of your title, and I'm thinking, okay, like, I really want to know what people can learn in just 15 minutes. But then you're actually trying to sell me, sell me something. So you can see that in the in the subheadline. Um, it, it's already, you know, there's already disconnects. Like, okay, come watch it, come and watch uh, with how this experiment turned out. But we really want you to download an app. And uh, I think the bounce rate on this article is actually quite high because uh, this whole article is really just about the app. It's not about this experiment. Uh, maybe in the video it is, but um it, there's a mismatch in expectations um and i think this could happen because uh, let's say you're like with any company uh, who's trying to do content marketing um you're thinking okay like here are the typical seo articles that i could have and they're thinking from that perspective it's like maybe i'll do a tips article or a lip or like a listicle or something that um usually works for me um and then let me see how i can turn that into a sales piece, it just doesn't work that well. So what you need to do is just be very honest from the beginning. And sometimes it does work. Sometimes like you can attract people, like the article I showed you before about uh, the reading habits of highly successful people, where you're kind of talking about one thing, but then you're also trying to sell something at the end. And I think there's like a very fine balance between uh, you know, this being misleading versus I've given you really good content. How about you check out my app? And I think uh, my example there was not a good example of, of this because it, it, like, it's kind of like trying to masquerade as something other than a sales article, uh, which did not work. And uh, the thing is, like, you don't need to be afraid of being salesy. So there's no, nothing wrong with writing an article that says, hey, ch- ch- come and check out my app. It's really good. Um, right. <laughs> and if people are clicking on that, then they want to know about your app. Uh, right. If they're not interested, if they, they find, you, find it very tacky that you're doing these kind of things, then they won't click. Um, and that's not your problem. So, um, yeah, if you just be honest with your intentions from the very beginning. Yeah. And so what you, in the article, in the blog post, you wrote that, Hey, you, you had this and then you changed the headline to watch all the watch, you know, so watch was still there, all the world's best nonfiction books in one app. And the thing was, Hey, having, because you're trying to sell an app, it's okay to use the word app, like check out our app. 
and do that. And while that didn't get as high click-through rates, it did actually get to double the app signups. Yes, exactly. But I think in the end, like, this was, it was too hard to salvage. When you have something like this from the beginning where it's like, okay, I'm kind of writing an article about an experiment, but it's salesy at the same time, and you're trying to change it, it's just it's not a good way to, to kind of go about uh, salvaging an, an article. What you want is just have the right intentions from the very beginning and work from there. Got it. Love it. Okay, number two, the intro is the most important uh, part. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I think actually the example I gave you here, I've kind of debunked a little bit. Because uh, I, I I don't know like uh, yeah like I've actually run the the A/B tests like this uh, I've ran like at least three hundred of them in my life uh, oh. but I think with this with this article it's like um yeah basically like what you see here is like uh, actually what we did was we shortened the intro a little bit um so the reason I I recommend this is because um I think you cannot expect that people will read the whole article and actually the the strategy of putting your your product at the very end is very risky, unless you're very confident that um, people will read this article because it's so good. Uh, you don't want to leave the most important thing to the end. Um, and I, like, in fact, I think what you can expect is that the average person will read the first paragraph or two in a lot of detail. So they'll probably read every word and then just skim the rest. Um, and I, I think like, unless like you have a very good article, people are not going to behave differently. So. Uh, that means you really only have like 30 seconds to capture people's attention. And uh, in this example here, what we did was like we we took uh, an intro and we made it much shorter, a lot more straightforward. I, I think the the thing is like I, I noted here that it's it's because it's shorter that it's working better, but that's not the case. Um, it's working better because it's more concise. And in fact, I don't recommend a shorter content in a way, mm. um, mainly because. Like you said, like you know, when people are actually interested, they want to read as much as possible. Right. So uh, I think you'll, you'll hear some examples from people like where they say, um, "Yeah, like keep it as short as possible," and all of that. But if you're writing really good content and it, it, you're getting people engaged, uh, shorter is not the answer. Sometimes, like actually, longer is better because you're providing more information. Uh, but this example here worked mainly because we were more straight to the point. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, just more concise. Don't like put fluffy content. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it really, I think it comes down to the writer as well. Um, because I think most writers who will work for startups, they come from an SEO background and they're not really thinking about, okay, like, how do I get pe capture people's attention? They're, they're writers, they're not salespeople. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you actually, like, what you're doing with content marketing is more like sales than writing. Agreed. I like it. All right. Yeah. Number three. Mention your product okay, so in the very beginning. Oh, yeah, that, that was actually the last point. Um, yeah, it's like what I said about how um, you don't want to leave the most important thing last. I think this is actually, it's kind of funny because uh, if you think about how we're taught to write essays, we say, okay, open with a, open with like a, a kind of strong point, then put your weak points in the middle, and then the most, the, the strongest point at the end. Mm. Uh, and you know for sure like your, your teacher is actually probably going to read the whole essay, or maybe they don't, who knows. But uh, that does not work in real life. Uh, people will not read the whole thing. Um, so whatever you want to say, just like open with it. And you can say, okay, like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you today why uh, downloading my app will help you achieve A, B, and C. Uh, mm. And then maybe they won't read A, B, and C. Maybe that's enough for them to download. But you don't want to leave your punchline till the very end. I like it. 
I like it. Yeah. And then it, you said mentioning the product in the intro increases the sign up conversion by 39%. So it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Inside, here's what's going to, you're going to get. And then, yeah, you can check it out with the Blinkist app as well. Yeah. It actually it was really funny with this article. Um, um, we were, we were working on it for a very long time. I think it was like maybe three or four weeks. And the things we were kind of iterating on was like, okay, like how should the image look like? Uh, maybe a CTA should be in the beginning or it should be like, you know, like you should sc- scroll horizontally. And we were iterating on these like very, very, very like insignificant things and not making much of an uplift. And then one, one day we're just like, hey, how about we just include something about the app in the beginning and see what happens? And that was like the biggest uplift we had ever for okay. for that article after four four weeks of iterating on it. That's so funny. Okay, cool. Let's, anything else you want to mention here? Because I think that we covered most of it here. No, no, I think that's, uh, that's good enough. Yeah, uh, oh, I, there's, I think that those are the top three tips. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will link it up to the picture article. And I think what I would recommend everybody reading it because I think what Sandra did really there was concise. Like I read the whole thing, Sandra, and I wasn't like bored from it. Ah, so <laughs> really good job. That's great. That's great to hear. Yeah, I, yeah, that was, a, but that article, um, I think is slightly outdated because I, I think um, the environment's completely different now, but it's still mm-hmm. it's a very good starting point if you're just uh, if you're just trying to figure out um how to get ma- content marketing right i think th- those um those uh, principles will be true for uh, forever really yeah so appmate says where can we buy this content um okay so if you're if you want to start advertising at the bottom of uh articles then the platforms you want to look at are outbrain and taboola and does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And then obviously you can use Facebook too if you want to get more targeting. If you read the article, you'll find that Outbrain and Taboola won't have as much granular targeting that you can possibly get on Facebook. But caveat, Sandra said it. Make sure you've exhausted <laughs> all the other marketing channels because this is hard to get it right. Okay. And then yeah, said, oh, yeah okay, for sure. What's up, Patrick? Good to see you, man. All right, let's answer some questions. And I want to get into the apps too. So I'm going to... Save some of these ASA questions. Sandra, are you familiar with apps? Like, do you feel like you got a pretty strong hold on Apple search ads? Uh, oh, I just, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but uh, yeah, it is one of our biggest channels at Himalaya. Right, so let's, let's do this because I, I want to make sure we're good with time for you. I'll stick around a little bit more. I was just wondering if you wanted to answer some of these search ads questions. But sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do that? You want, okay. All right, here we go. Adrian yeah. says, in Apple search ads, will a broad match keyword dog compete with an exact match keyword dog for search ads? All right, Steve, do you know the answer to this? Because actually I would love to, to know what the answer is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, Adrian, <laughs> the way to set it up is you have a broad match and you have an exact match campaign. So the exact match champ campaign only has all your keywords on exact match. Okay, that's it. Whatever those bids, they should convert the best from a tap to install perspective. And then in your broad match campaign, you have dog as a broad match, but here's the kicker. In the negatives, you have all the same keywords. So let's say it's dog, puppy, that's it, dog and puppy, right? And then dog and puppy on broad match with a little bit lower, that's the way we set up, a little bit lower cost per tap. And then in the negatives, you have dog and puppy on exact match. So you're essentially saying Apple, if they just put dog, don't show this, dog come up with other words that might be relevant to dog on broad match so that's how you do it okay let's see cool all right yeah let's get into app mates as a question 
Andrew, I'm very curious. I can't figure out a way to load the sound effects, so I'm going to try to figure this. Oh, I might here. I might be able to. But I really want to get to the apps that we want to take a look at, and then I want to hear this dad joke that – or let's just say call it jokes, corny jokes, okay? Let's just try to call it <laughs> rather than always saying it, dad. Corny jokes that you have. Me. Oh, I got it. 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 Okay. Hold. Bear with me for one second as I load this up. And then we have a question too. Let's see if I can do this real quick. All right. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? No, you start. Okay. Cool. Let me see if you can hear this. Did you hear that, Sandra? It's very low for me. Oh, I hear it now. Yeah. Okay. Man, don't loop it. Come on, Melon. All right. This is the reason why I switched over. So, Sandra, we will play for a drink, okay? Whoever wins this round, whoever wins out of the two rounds will play for a a drink. All right. Wait, sorry. What does that mean? Play for a drink? Well, (laughs) I don't really drink alcohol anymore, but like, you know, a beer. Essentially what what I was trying to get. Oh, okay. Whoever wins. So we can have if I win, beer. you owe me a beer. You round the, you buy the round. If you win, I'll buy the round. All right. Okay. We'll figure out. It'll be a mocktail because we both can't drink right now. All right. What kind of candy does a sidewalk eat? This is very corny. What kind of candy does a sidewalk eat? Sandra, it's a pavement. <laughs> I can't get this right. Uh-huh. Okay, there. All right, stop. You, this sound effect, I can't get it right. All right, I will get it right by next week. All right, Sandra, let's hear yours. Okay, C, which European country consumes the most sugar? Which European country consumes it? No idea. Sweden. (laughs) I love it. Okay, I got to find a way to do this. Because this auto loops for some strange reason. All right, guys, let's take a look at – Sandra, are you ready to take a look at people's apps? Yes. Yes, let's do it. All right. I've been loving doing this too. If you go to appmasters.com slash audit, appmasters.com slash audit, we'll take a look at your app. Or if you want to sit down for an hour with me, you can do that. I've had a ton of those calls recently, so you guys must be enjoying that. But we've seen some good success with people just on the free live stream. So if you want to get on the free stuff, we'll take a look at your app on a future live stream. All right. And there is a, a, a long queue. So, Sandra, I picked out a couple of different apps that I thought would be beneficial from a content marketing perspective. So we'll answer their questions a little bit, and then we'll get into how they might be able to use content or maybe just any growth channel that you want to provide for this particular app. So it looks like you can just get this app, Easy Cash. The person is Hirin. Hirin is Mm -hmm. asking, how do you get higher ECPMs with high download. So maybe he's just asking, how do I get more downloads and make more money from my ads? All right. Do you want to start yeah. off? Anything you want to add here from an ASO or any perspective? I mean, I think, yeah, I think in terms of ASO, uh, I mean, this is not really ASO. It's more about just like um, making sure you you know, you highlight your, your value proposition. Um, so I had a look and I think that there are four, 524 reviews and the average, um, I'm in Canada and the rating is a little bit lower, but I think um, it's better for you. But uh, I, I did actually see quite a lot of one-star reviews about people who either didn't 
um, didn't think that they can get loans as fast as uh, they were promised, uh, or mm. that um, I think actually I, I do see scam as a keyword in quite a few places. Mm. I think um, with like an app, with any like financial assistant app, I think it's really important that you limit people's anxiety because it's very easy for people to feel like, okay, like what are you doing with information? Is this actually the real deal? So. Yeah, I think this part needs to be more front and center. And but I think in the description, for example, or even like the, for example, the first screen of uh, the screenshots, it's more about how fast you can approve. You can get a, a loan request for proof approved, but um, I'm not sure if, based on reviews, I don't believe this is the case. Um, um, so I think if, if if it's not really, oh, sorry, pardon. Oh yeah, sorry. It just says super fast dispersal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that's basically the whole value proposition. It's like you don't need to actually go to a loan office. You can just apply in a, a digital app. Um, and yeah, I think it might not necessarily be the case. So if if it, you cannot meet this promise, then I think something you could you can mention something else as a as a stronger um, uh, competitive advantage. And I think, like for example, the fact that you can save people from the uh, from going to the loan office is already a pretty strong point. Um, yeah, but like I would say, just like, it, and the thing is, like, I get the impression from looking at this listing that um, people are not really satisfied with this, but it could just be that the loudest people are kind of complaining. So maybe just review your your review request process so that people who are satisfied are also also posting reviews. Yeah, agree. And then here, what I would say is from a. ASO perspective, you know, somebody asked this in the question below, like what keywords do you want? Should you have in the H2 tag? I can't find it anymore, but in the comments, oh yeah, app mates, you're saying which keywords need a H2 tag. So one of the ASO strategies is to put your most prominent keywords. And so what I typically do app mates is if I'm going after loan insurance, that's the keyword. So get personal loan. Let's take a look if this is an H2 tag or not. But this would be it. Get an instant personal loan. Unless Sanders said, if it's not instant, let's not call it instant in here. So it is an H2 tag. It's the way I would do it. When you're using H2 tags, Google will automatically put extra spacing. So the get, way to get around it is just don't put a new line character and just put it right next to after that bold, which is what I do right here too, to make it bold. And they won't, Google won't bold the H2 as well. That's what you should be doing. And then if you're going after like, other types of keywords, those are the ones that I would have in my H2 tags as well. And so if it's, you know, like nonfiction going after Himalaya, like maybe it's Warren Buffett or it's whatever the keywords that they might, you guys might be going after, then those would be in the H2 tags for, for that. So I hope that makes sense on that end. But yeah, I think loan and insurance, I can't, I apologize that my short description thing is not loading up, but you definitely want to have loan ins insurance. Oh, the last thing I'll say is if this is in only in India, these loans, whatever, wherever it is, make it known. And one thing that I've been toying around with from an ASO perspective is possibly putting an Indian flag or just putting like loan, you know, fat loans in India, like call it out. Don't be afraid of doing that because I would think that like maybe people are searching for loans in, yeah, like right here, there you go. And then that is, to the point of just getting the right traffic, not just any traffic, you know, this might be the type of thing that you're going after too. Yeah.
Let's see if this will work. Let's take a look, quick look at the app itself. If you're going to ask me for a lot of stuff, <laughs> I'm not going to apply for a loan. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Much information. So let's see. Let's just take a quick look at the app and see what it, it does. And then I will see if there's any more questions. Fernando says, Hey, Steve, I just found your channel. It's pretty amazing. I'm from Mexico. Hola, Fernando. Good to see you, man. All right. Well, this loads. Yash asks, how can we measure the success of content marketing efforts? You know, it's tough to find the num number of conversions it creates. Yeah, that's a good question. How do we go about like making sure, Sandra kind of says it in that blog post, but like how do we make sure that we can track the blog post to app installs? Well, I think this is, this just means you have to get all of your tracking in place. Um, and I think, yeah, like we, I know what you mean, Yash, when you say sometimes it's really hard to, to measure all the conversions that it generates. But let's say like you are tracking everyone who goes to the app store. Um, you can kind of, you can make sure that you append all the UTM sources appropriately into either your apps flyer link or address link, depending on which, um, which uh, uh, platform you're you're working with, but uh, you can track probably like about seventy percent of all the conversions, and there's probably going to be like ten percent of people, or maybe ten to twenty percent of people who will read the article, won't convert, but then convert organically uh, uh, at a later time, or there's probably going to be people who share the article without any UTM parameters, um, but that's I would say like it's not usually the case. So you can you can be confident if you do all of your tracking right that um, you can capture most of the conversions. And I think some companies actually would apply like a multiplier, so they know that okay, eight people come from this article. In reality, there's probably three others uh, who we didn't capture, and I think that works well enough for people. That's cool. This okay, so we're in. Yeah, we're in the, the app and it says open app, which is kind of weird way of saying stuff. So definitely change that. Yeah. Right I don't know what this means. I'm almost afraid of pressing it because I thought it was an ad. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an ad itself. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know why you need all this stuff. Oh, this would not fly in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop. I don't know why you need this for me to get... So if you do need it, tell me why you need it right before you're about to ask for this. But this seems like I'm handing my phone to you, which I'm out right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm gonna exit out. Of that. I think you can understand. You can understand the reviews when they've given so much information, and they apply mm -hmm. for a loan and they're not getting it. It's like, okay, did I just get scammed? <laughs> what are you doing yeah. with my information? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, like the people were trying to guess the jokes. Sandra, rock, rock candy, pavement is oh. where I said, ha. Huh. But, but I think somebody put W, and I said, put W if you think Sandra won, and then put Y if you think I won. So we'll, we'll do the, the last one. <laughs> I didn't round. realize it was a competition. <laughs> yes, okay. of course. All right, so yeah. put that in the comments. We'll do the next round, but want to answer app mates. So we have an app called Flatify, which organizes households with chores, planners, grocery lists, split bills, and a calendar. What kind of content would you recommend? on this oh interesting okay so this is something that would be hard to explain in a 300 character facebook ad i'm actually curious what you're uh, like if what, what kind of copy you're already using um but yeah i think like the 
the, the benefit of uh, this kind of app is that it basically takes care of your life. It's almost like a secretary in a way. Um, and I don't believe you can really explain that very well in just a Facebook ad. Maybe, maybe through the video, you can explain a little bit more. But, um, yeah, like if, if you want to do content marketing, maybe you can, I would just even talk about why this exists in the first place and what kind of, uh, what are you addressing? Like, what kind of pain point are you addressing? Is it, um, that the founders decided to, um, to uh, create this because, um, you know, like they just found it completely overwhelming to have to handle all of these different aspects of life. I think it's actually a German app, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, it looks like it. Or, I had to translate yeah. to English right on Google. That looks like a German yeah. app. Yeah, I think this would do really well in Germany. Um, and I think it really it's just like it, if you can if you can use content marketing, then oh, let me see actually some of the words here. So golden rules for flash sharing. Okay, so I think I'm starting to understand this a little bit more. It might might have been created for people who have housemates, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think you already kind of uh, got in the started about how you think that, um, you know, like if, if you try to attract people who have housemates who might want to know these five golden rules, um, that uh, they might actually be perfect uh, users of the app. So instead, I would say, like, this kind of content marketing is is probably going to get you some organic traffic, but this is not what you want to write. Uh, it, it, like if, if you actually want to promote your app, you would say uh, this app helps you um, make, make sure that it like organizes your household enough that you never have conflicts with your, your flatmates right. um, or things like that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it, it does for him. Well, okay. yeah, <laughs> answers are for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I mean, okay. let, let us know if that answers your question, but I do like it. Five goal rules for a flat share. I like that. And then, you know, it could be like this app, like it's kind of San, what Sandra said, like make sure you put in, it's an app that you're going to be trying to promote. And if we look at this, you know, you're not following Sandra's advice. I think you, you right now the spacing looks really off. Like it's just harder to read. And what you want to do is, Hey, talk about your app first, put a little bit of intro. I love research. And so anytime you can throw in stats, it just makes you seem a little bit more legit on that end if you can even get quotes from people. One hack that I will give you guys from a content marketing perspective is there's a, it's one of my favorite, there's a website called Help a Reporter Out where you can essentially get, the way that you typically use it is you are, you become a source. So if you want to get media exposure, you can get on that site and people from these big publications are looking for sources. So you can get media exposure. But the way I've hacked it is I've become the actual journalist. So I say, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, rental experts or whatever it is. And one of the things that we did was like in the early days of the podcast, I'd be like, I'm looking for people to interview and anybody want to come on. And then people would submit and I'd be like, okay, great. Awesome. I've got podcast guests, or you can do a roundup post, right? Like these experts, five, 21 expert tips on mobile marketing. And then you have a bunch of people on there and those do really well too. So those, that's the way I've hacked it. If you want to get sources on there and then use it on your blog post too. Yeah. Cool. And I think uh, my, my solution, my solution to that would have, was just let's pay Albrecht and Tabula to distribute the article to people who are on, on, uh, who are reading the news. Yeah. I love it. Okay. looks like you won that first round, Sandra. Adrian wow. gave you a W. So oh, good stuff. I'm so happy. Look at that. Look at, you're a, you're, and 
Sandra wrote her own jokes. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> next level stuff. All right. Everybody else. All right, Sandra, we got one more app to look at one more round. How are you good on time? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm perfect. Okay. We'll go quickly on this one. All right. Uh, do you want to go first this time or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay. Let me see if I can get this sound effect to work. I fought this fancy like soundboard thing right here and I need to get that set up. All right. So I won't have a sound clip for you guys anymore because it was not worth it. Sandra, why did the mustard lose the race between sauces? Because it couldn't catch up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Sandra. What's yours? Um, all right, so uh, uh, this one, um, okay. Um, actually, I'm trying to think about it now. Okay, so um, I, I I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm I'm scared of um, bunnies that have long ears. Uh huh. Um, because I think they look rabid. <laughs> I love it. I was trying to get this right. Yeah. <laughs> It works when I can just do it all that. All right. Y for Steve, <laughs> W for Sandra, and then we'll try to end it with one last look at this particular app. Antonio says, any feedback from you is highly appreciated. Well, thank you. Whatever it triggers in your mind while testing the app, monetization strategy, usability, thanks, about, thanks in advance. P.S. I'm a big fan. Big fun you put, Antonio, but I won't make funny. But big fan of your show. Thanks, Antonio. All right, let's take a look at your app. This is Antonio's app here. Weight measure. A lot of great reviews. Let me just look at the downloads real quick. 100,000 plus. Congratulations, Antonio. Looks amazing here. I agree. Yeah, so good stuff on that end. I just want to look at the ASO side if he's using all that stuff. Yep, all right. Everybody's following. <laughs> good you are a big fan of the show then all right let's take a look at the app because that's what you said you wanted anyways and we're, we're sure on time so let's take a look man this iphone it's way easier to connect my iphone to this stream than it is an ipad so while this loads all right We've got Samuel LOLs all around. Why? But it was close. Won. I don't know. Sandra, you might need another joke because we're tied no. right now. Samuel gave you the dub, but that was a win for me. All right. Here you go. Easy progress tracking. Feel free to jump in anytime you want, Sandra. I'm going to go through the screens. I mean, I, I think, I think um, the Body Diary has completely nailed their ASO. I feel like they've applied all of the best practices, really. Okay, that seems easy enough. I think the one thing that I feels like it's missing from this onboarding, Antonio, is maybe a little bit of social proof. Like if you have some before and afters, I know those are huge. I was kind of looking at the 8-Fit mm -hmm. website when Sandra was talking about it. There's, you know, like hey, you know, here's what people have been able to do within our app, given that you have so many great people or so many good downloads and reviews. What I typically do when I'm, because people will always have their social proof on their websites, but the, for some reason they forget about doing that on their apps. So I just wanted to take a quick peek at your website just to see if you have any type of social proof on here. No, you don't. Okay. It's, I think one thing that, 
is a bit weird is the font size. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's because of your phone, Steve, but it seems like there's a lot of text. No. And no. same with the website. Yeah, it's like a very small font. Yeah, it's not my phone. I mean, it looks exactly what I kind of see on the screen too. So. Yeah, it's a little bit too much text, and I think maybe you can run an A/B test to just see if you can. Um, I mean, I, I think this is a place where you want to make messages really obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like it put the most important thing in the uh, in the blue header, and everything that's in blue. I, I don't think. Steve, did you read any of the stuff that's um, no, it was kind of long. <laughs> kind of long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it, it, most people will just glance at it. So if you really want people to um, uh, get the main takeaway message, then put it in the, the blue section. Completely agree. Yeah. And if yeah. most people are going to be a U user, and so what I've seen other people do is like get started and then have a little s- smaller thing for like login type of stuff too with these fitness apps. So think about doing that. Uh, yeah. All right. There was something else I picked up on. I'm not sure if it's yep. because of my phone, but I didn't see uh, the name of the app in the headline. Did oh, okay. you see, can you go? Can you see go go to the app store? I think it just says um, for me. I think yeah, it doesn't say well, the body diary. He's. I think what he's trying to do is just BASO. So it's just more like he. Didn't oh, okay. It. I see. Especially with Google now doing the 30, it is one of the things that we recommend if you don't care about it, is just go straight into the, just have the the, the keywords you're trying to target in the, the title and lose your branding if you don't care about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. If, okay. Actually, that, I learned something new. I didn't know about that. Most people want the brand, Andrew, so it's very hard to... Very hard to <laughs> I don't know if it's my phone. Probably is because it's acting up, but it's so slow right now. 1980 birth year. I'm a buck 40. I reveal a lot of information on these streams. Yeah, five seven. Go. My phone's. Okay. Well, that sucks, Antonio. If my profile is created, like, show me another screen. Or maybe you are, or unless you're going to show me an ad. Oh, yeah. Show me another screen in there. So what I haven't noticed, Antonio, is your pricing page, which is what I, I like this. It's coming up. But one of the best, rec- you know, one of the recommendations we always make is show the pricing page during the onboarding process. Don't wait. So after that sign up process, it's a great way. The next screen should be like, hey, you know, ready. I didn't maybe goal weight too. So like you should have shown goal weight. I didn't see that. I, I believe in the description it says you can continue with ads without paying. But if that's right. the case, I think that should be in the onboarding. Right. I want to see the pricing page to give you feedback on it, but phone's acting up. Okay. All right. Oh, so you have something. been following some of the advice that I've been giving. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I love these success stories. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what we've noticed too, Antonio, this was actually one of our recommendations in the past, Sandra, and we have seen these type of like longer pricing pages outperform, but show the pricing on this particular page, Antonio, because it, that double click really sucks. Like see all offers. And then I'm sure you show all the prices, mm-hmm. the pricing table. I would show the pricing table on the other page because I've actually seen it on my apps and we're making a shift. When I first started talking about longer pricing pages, I did say this double type of thing but I don't like that anymore. I think it's better to show the pricing in this little offer. Really check out last week's 
YouTube live stream if you guys want to get on that because Soban has a really great pricing page where he has this offer right here. And he's played around with this. I'd probably play around with the hours that mm. you give them. And then also like having, I love this pricing page. So definitely check that out as we broke it down with them. Yeah, I think that should have been directly in the onboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think I feel like people are always really confused about free trials, yeah. uh, or like they're they're like hesitant about free trials. I think there are some ways you can minimize the anxiety. You can either like show them, okay, like you need to cancel before a, a certain date, because like mm-hmm. I, I've actually done so much user testing, and that's like number one feedback I get from people who are hesitant to start free trials. Um, I mean, yeah. over here it's like it's like there's a huge discount, so. I think the risk is less, but um, yeah, oh, there's a, there is fine print. I actually just realized, uh, but it, it, I, I do find it kind of hard to read. Yeah, you know what? Like free trials do work, and I, I have some screenshots of I forget which app did it, but they were they said, "Hey, day one, you know, you start a free trial. Day six, we'll send you a push notification that your trial is about to be activated, and you're going to pay, so you can cancel." And I've seen that work really well for that. Too. Yeah, we did that for Himalaya as well. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it, it's just people. I think it, also if you can tell them, like, well, like, there's no risk. We can remind you if you want. Right. Um, yeah, that kind of makes it uh, more likely that you can convert. But yeah, I think it seems like um, they're kind of dressing in the in the fine print. I just it's it's a little bit too small for me to read. Everybody's gonna read that. Yeah. Hey, Sandra, yeah. are you? Yeah, and I think. You, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you able to test A/B test um, with Himalaya? Like, did having did having just this with some like you know free trial messaging versus you know that longer one where it's day one we do this, day six we do that? Like, did you see a better performance on that particular page at all? So it's funny that you ask because I was actually it's something I'm focusing on now. Uh, yeah. What we do is we show the timeline first. Um, and then we, we actually, we, we make the same mistake here where we don't put it on the same page. Uh, so people are just like, Oh, okay. So I see that timeline, but what you're going to charge us $70 when the the trial is over. Like I get the trial, but like, still it's a really steep cost and that's where they gave up. But like, if we had made it, made it obvious, okay, like actually 70 bucks per year is actually the cheaper option for you. And mm-hmm. like in comparison to the the monthly one, like just like the comparison here, uh, if we had shown all of that in the same page, I think people would have been less worried. But we are like the thing is that like, we did add that uh, the timeline screen because it did do better. So it actually helps. But I think uh, yeah, like I would just say like put everything in the same screen so people are not wondering. It's like <clears throat> they're not wondering. It's like okay, uh, what exactly is are all the are all the plans? Uh, and when do I get charged? Just make it obvious from the beginning. Right. I like it. Okay. And I will do that as we talk about other things as well. Okay. Sergio asks, what's your best advice for bootstrappers and shoestring budgets? There you go. Uh, for content marketing, I'm guessing. Or you can just say growth in general, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I would say if that's the case, if you don't really have much of a budget, I don't know exactly. Okay, I, let's say like you have less than, if you have less than like 10K to spend per month on ads, it's probably a little bit too soon for you to start doing that. 
maybe I would just like take some time and really try to figure out like maybe even like just based on the numbers you do have, try to streamline your onboarding, improve the product because mm-hmm. if you have less than 10k a month, that's not really enough for you to test any channel. Like maybe Facebook in Q1 to two, you could you could do some marketing, but it's not really going to get you very far. Um, yeah, and I would definitely not not spread that out too thin over multiple channels. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I think one of the campaigns that I love to run here, and I'll share this with you guys, is the App Advice campaign. So it's kind of like a Groupon for apps. And if you're on a shoestring budget, I have a video on this, Fernando, like App Marketing Strategy or Sergi, App Marketing Strategies with like no budget. So one of the strategies I talk about is this, where you can make something that's normally paid within your app for free for apps like Himalaya, where you guys have a trial right here, you would then make it a 30 day trial on that. And that would be the promotion. And so you can drive thousands of downloads in a matter of days. And if you're just trying to, because you're on shoestring budget, I'm trying to figure out if you need product market, if you're just trying to find product market fit, it's one of the best campaigns. They're good downloads. They're high retaining users. From a conversion perspective, it's going to obviously be a little bit lower than what you might be normally seeing on your conversion side of things, but they are still good users. So that's what I would say on that end. All right, I'm going to get into this. So Sandra, you were kind of talking about this, but like if you had showed the pricing plans like here, right off the bat, yeah. what you mean? Yeah, we can, sh- we can shame us a little bit, but yeah, like we make that same mistake where um, you know what the timeline is like and you know how much you're going to be charged if you don't cancel, but then mm-hmm. we don't explain, okay, what are the, all the plans? I, we, we, like this is something that um, like we, we know is an issue. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to probably try to fix this somehow. And then Solanto, we just took a look at your app, Solanto. So like he said, I'm testing different titles at the moment on Google Play. After the change from 50 to 30 characters, I lost a lot of organic traffic, 80%. Yeah, uh, I see, I'm seeing the same thing. So it sucks. People have done this. It, you know, it's just a fact of the app business. Antonio, it's, it's just like, I think it's Antonio. But anyways... When Apple went down from 255 to 50, a lot of people lost traffic. And so it's the nature. I did want to get your thoughts on this and we'll say goodbye on this. And Sandra, Adrian asks, what do you think about the new app event feature on iOS? Could it be used as a form of content marketing as you add up to 10 product pages displays? I'm not even sure if I'm familiar with what the app event feature is. Is this like an extra thing in the listing that you can do? Yeah, so app events is a new thing that Google or Apple just launched, and I can show you something real quick from that end. So here it is. Oh, this is Facebook. My bad. All right, I'll just show you from what why I think, Adrian, app events would be cool because, one, from an SEO perspective, that's good. Two, Apple is starting to feature app events. So if you're trying to get an Apple feature, one of the best things to do oh. is start incorporating some of the things that. So here it's just those miss these events as my phone loads very slowly. But here, this is what this is what be it. I see. Okay, so I guess like this is a, a different to the kind of content marketing that I'm thinking of. Um, I'm actually curious how this like how well everything performs. You said it's quite new, right? 
It, yeah, it's brand new for with iOS 15. And with Himalaya, it could be like new authors that you guys have on your platform or a reading challenge that you might have. And what I've seen on these app events, Adrian, is that they're actually starting to get indexed from an ASO perspective. So I've seen certain app events oh. come up. It could be branded terms. I forget what I was searching for, but certain app events have started to come up within the search results. So what is an app oh. event, Matthew? All right, you're going to have to Google that. Apple app. <laughs> Check that out there. That's pretty cool. Good on everything else. Sorry, guys. I know I started a little bit later. We will be gone next week. So, oh, let me do plugs. So if you guys are interested, go check out Himalaya. It is on your favorite app stores as well. And Sandra has a course. If you want to learn from her about content marketing, go to The Art of Content Marketing. All that is linked up into the YouTube description as well. And she talks, she breaks down her entire process. You know, Matthew just put this, I just put top five mistakes, blah, 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 posts on Facebook with links to, yeah, it's not, you know, that's too salesy, oh. right? Sandra, like he said, I put these, this article on as a post on Facebook with links to both iOS and Android of my app and made an ad. And so I would just probably link it. Like it's content marketing. It's not, you know, yeah yeah I, yeah and also i think the people who would click on that will probably be more interested in the mistakes and less uh, uh interested in your app yeah so all that is this cool and then adrian has an app event cool i'll check that out oh it links it to shoot oh uh, nice. sorry I'll, I'll link it i'll grab that adrian i can pull it up for some reason on my end all right yeah so that is it sandra if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way do you want to send them anywhere else um, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, so there's a lot of Sandra Wu's, but just uh, search for Sandra Wu Himalaya. Yeah. Um, your LinkedIn profile, yeah, her LinkedIn profile is on in the YouTube description as well. So if you want to connect with her and say, thank okay. you, Sandra, for so much great knowledge, connect with her on there. So you don't have to search for LinkedIn. Just click the YouTube description. <laughs> this is a pleasure, Steve. I really had a lot of fun. Me too, Sandra. Thank you so much for coming on. looks like we're tied. We'll figure out a way to break the tie later on. Yeah. Next but it is Himalaya, theartofcontentmarketing.com as well, and connect with Sandra. Next week, we're off. It is Thanksgiving week. We'll be back the following week to talk all about, I think we're, we're going to be talking about app events soon. I have a friend who's going to come on. So Adrian, stay tuned to talk all about app events, but it's going to happen in December. So the week after, we're going to have my friend Aurora to come on, talk about virality. And then the week after that, we're going to talk all about app events. So I'll let you know as well. Thank you guys for coming on. Sandra, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. No, oh, no worries. I really had a lot of fun. Same right. here. Thank you guys for watching and I will see you guys in two weeks. Have a great Thanksgiving break. If you don't have Thanksgiving, well, have a great weekend. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Next. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.